Hey everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pony Podcast. On this week's episode, we're welcoming in Hallie Burden of Hallie Burden Photography. Some of my local show friends might know her because you can typically see her at Wills Park shooting for Cheryl and Co. or even at Conyers doing the H.J. Fox shows. I'm really excited for you guys to be able to listen to this because it was a lot of fun to record this podcast with her and I think we talked about some topics that are a little bit, you know, not really spoken about in the photography world but I think need to come to light. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come onto the podcast. I have to start out by saying that I love your photography. I actually think that on the Traveling Pony podcast or blog on the Instagram, I'm pretty certain my profile picture is actually a photo you took of me, of my horse. And even though I haven't been able to go to as many shows with his surgery and everything, I always look forward to seeing your pictures that you take of my clients. It's one of those things that like the day after a show, I get a message and it's like, look at all these pictures that she took of me and everything. So, and I... I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I used to take pictures for fun. It was something that was just like I had time at shows. I would take some photos and everything. And I don't think people realize how big of a process it actually is and how much time is spent into photography. So thank you so much for taking some time out. And I can't wait to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about that because I don't think people realize either. So I do I do have a lot to say on that. <laughs> yes, definitely. No, it is a lot of time. So first off, I'll just ask you the pretty easy question. What made you decide to get into photography? And was your focus always on equine photography or did you start out doing different things? Yeah, so back when I was in high school, my dad actually bought himself a DSLR camera for fun. He always came to my horse shows and took photos of me and my barn friends, and he actually continued that into my collegiate IHSA showing. I ended up basically stealing it from him. (laughs) He gave it to me, but only because I would always take it from him anyway and take my own pictures, and he wanted to upgrade for himself, so (laughs) I don't feel too bad, but I'm so grateful that he decided to dip into the world of photography because it actually gave me my start taking pictures of friends at horse shows and just horses at the farms that I rode at. But Mm -hmm. I really didn't think of equine photography or any photography as a career choice for me for a long time. I graduated from UGA with an animal science degree. Okay. Initially went into that thinking vet school, like a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But I found out quickly, I don't handle the discussion of blood vessels and other body parts very well. That is not my zone. (laughs) I almost threw up at a pig farm during a practicum class when we were castrating baby pigs in the Georgia heat in a very smelly enclosed area. I can imagine. It really, it wasn't going to work out. (laughs) But I remember back now to my freshman year when I met with my advisor. She was a wonderful equine studies professor, Carrie Turner. A lot of people may know her. She asked me what my plan for animal science would be. And I told her I didn't know, but it was what I was interested in studying, I always thought was important to be interested in what you study. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I did think barn management was a good route throughout high school and everything like that. That was very interesting to me. And so what she did was she held up a framed photo of her at a reigning competition. 
It was a very cool picture. It was like a sliding stop. Okay. <laughs> and she asked me something along the lines of what jobs can you name in the equine industry that are involved in this photo? Thinking back, like that was a brilliant question. Mm. And I gave her some generic answers about a barn manager and a trainer and a farrier and a show manager, you know, just the the things you would think of off the top of your head that goes into a horse show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't comprehensive, but I felt pretty good about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then she started listing so many other jobs that went into that photo that are involved in the equine industry that my 18 year old self had no idea to even think about as an actual career. (laughs) And nobody tells you that, but (laughs) one of the things that she said was the photographer that took the photo. And I was like, why didn't I even mention that like (laughs) think about it before yeah yeah I was so convinced that I had to either be a vet or a barn manager to work with Mm. horses that I didn't even think of something so clear and obvious that I already enjoyed doing so that information still didn't even set in until a few years ago when I left barn management for and I I hate saying this but a normal job (laughs) um (laughs) it's not you know yeah I still went on thinking I was going to be a barn manager after school. I got a job right out of college as an assistant manager and everything was great. I love the manager I worked for. The barn was beautiful. You know, I walked 30,000 steps a day and ate whatever I wanted. I didn't have to work out. (laughs) (laughs) And I was with my horse every day. And I had actually convinced my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, to move onto the farm with me. So, you know, I was living the dream. Yeah. Sounds like it. I rolled out of bed and walked to work. It was great. Yeah. But eventually the time came to move on. My husband was miserable because he was driving three hours a day to commute to Norcross from Monroe on 316. Wow. Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> and so we decided we'd move to Sandy Springs where we are now. And it's it's closer to our friends and, you know, it would be closer for Matt's job. And I was still convinced that, you know, barn management was right for me. I was very sad to leave. But you know, I, there were some things that, you know, weren't so great that as, you know, people in the industry know if they've worked in it. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know, you know, (laughs) so I did get to see my horse every day, but I was so tired from the actual physical job, which by the way, was killing my body because I did not take care of myself. I still don't, Mm -hmm. but you know, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I didn't even have the energy or motivation to ride more than once a week on my day off. And I was working such long hours and actually hosted horse shows at the farm. Wow. Yeah. And I was so busy. I would walk inside at like 9 p.m. and be mad that my husband didn't have dinner planned at 9 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) And uh, but you know what? I still loved it. And I still could have seen myself working at a farm. But I was also so spoiled by the way that the manager ran the farm. And by the way, that manager is Ellen Ward. And she's amazing. Like the horses have the best care in the world. And so I couldn't see myself being happy working for another manager or trainer that wasn't at her level of care. So I was scared. I didn't I didn't know what to do. So I decided to take the leap into the, again, sorry, normal job market. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what, maybe I'll make more money and then I'll have more time to ride. But we all know that doesn't work out. <laughs> no, very rarely. <laughs> and I won't bore you all with my whole life story. But all that to say, I didn't even think of photography as a career option for me, which is very unfortunate. I actually still don't do it as my full-time job. A lot of people may not know this, but I do have a full-time job and this business is something I do on the side, so to speak, but I put my all into it. I don't advertise that because I'm afraid people won't take me Mm -hmm. seriously thinking I'm not all in. 
But trust me, I want you to know, I put my all into this business and I really care about your photographs and my work and I love it. I think it's very easy to tell that. I mean, I know I look at your photos all the time, whether it's on your website, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Thank and like, you. I think everyone knows that you can tell you have serious talent. I mean, your editing skills, whew, amazing. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> But yeah, horses were definitely my jumpstart into photography. And they're still my favorite to photograph. My horse, Wyatt, actually, he fueled the passion further because he's the easiest horse to photograph ever. It's probably from, he's had to put up with a lot of me making him stand in one spot with his ears up over (laughs) our 10 years together. So (laughs) I'm going to take some credit for that, but... So I mainly know you from the equine side of things, but obviously, as we've just heard, that you've got a lot of other things going on. But I do know that outside of the equine stuff, you do pet portraits as well as senior and family photos. My question is, which one do you find more challenging and why? Like my brain tells me because, right, you said like you're around horses all day. I'm around horses a lot. Uh horses because they're animals not the easiest thing to photograph (laughs) you know they got minds of their own oh yeah but at the same time it's an animal or it's a person so which one's easier yeah no that's a very good question so yes I do take photos outside of equine photography but I definitely market my equine work more than the others since it's my favorite and what I really enjoy So I get where you would think that, but for me, and it may just be me or maybe some other equine professionals who are listening can relate. I understand the animals from years of experience with them and years of being fully immersed in the horse world or being obsessed with dogs or cats and needing to learn everything about them. So I find them to be much more predictable for me than the human. (laughs) I can understand it. Like, trust me, I I, I get that. (laughs) Yeah. And especially children, if there's a child in a portrait session and there's no dog or horse to throw in with it, I'm, I'll be honest, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) That is, I don't know. (laughs) All I know is they're supposed to be smiling, right? They should look happy. How do I make them look happy? I, I don't know. I know. At least with horses, like you can tell, like, if I wanted to put his ears up, I'll do X, Y, Z, and I'll get that reaction. Yeah. A child, you're like, oh, you're yeah. gonna cry? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how to stop that. <laughs> but if I'm doing an equine portrait session or photographing horse shows, I know exactly what that horse should look like for an excellent photo. And I get to capture that connection between horse and rider, as cliche as that may sound. I know what I'm doing there. And a family of four with no animals to love on, I'm totally lost. I'll do it, but it's not going to be my best work, which I don't like putting out there. And I'm not going to enjoy it that much. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think the fact that you are so focused on, like you said, producing your best work is just a testament to what a good photographer you are. I appreciate that. Yeah. I guess anybody can relate. If you pour your heart and soul into something, it comes across and it definitely does. Yeah, for sure. And of course, photographing people is a major part of my pet and equine work as well. So I know how to pose and make them look nice and keep them engaged. And I do a lot of senior portrait sessions where the animals are only maybe a small portion of the photo shoot or no animal at all. But I can get to know a senior and tell what sort of posing style they're looking for. All that to say, I can do sessions that don't involve animals, but my heart is really in the sessions that do. (laughs) Also, apparently I've done too good of a job marketing for my specialty because all I've been booking this year are equine sessions and I miss taking photos of dogs. I'm not going to complain. Oh, really? Send me your canine inquiries, please. (laughs) I feel like sometimes when I go to these horse shows and everything, because, you know, there's always 
always dogs at horse shows and i'll see some of the photographers that i also know it's like they're like drawn to the dog they're like what a dog at a horse show oh, yeah. i gotta go to that i gotta take pictures of that <laughs> they're so cute and they're so easy and <laughs> i love them <laughs> yeah you don't have to deal with too many dogs looking unhappy typically i mean they're yeah they're happy animals for real. And just one final note on that. I never have and I won't do weddings. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it to no. put that stress on myself for the money. Other people can be an expert in that. I don't want it. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I get it. For a very select period of time when I was grooming, I actually did help out at weddings. And I used to do like the floral stuff. And geez, it is such a different world, even on the photography side of things. Like, oh, yeah, everything has to be perfect. It's just, it's so different. It's too much. And like, I can't reshoot a wedding. No, I can't. <laughs> brides are brides want something very specific. And I'm I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, I would be too. Like you've got everyone's expectations on you for like one day. And that's your one shot. Oh, yeah. nope. So I get it. Nope. You said horse shows. It's like, ah, well, you know, we're going to be at how many more horse shows out of the year? We can get some more photos. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll see you in the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so much easier. Yes. <laughs> so explain to me that the process that you go through of taking photos and then doing your proofs. I feel like most people don't actually realize how long the process editing actually takes. You know, as a consumer, we typically wait for, you know, a Facebook post or an Instagram post from you saying that the proofs are ready and that's it. You know, we go on the website, we look at the photos, we buy the ones we like. We don't actually see the hours that you put in from, you know, taking the photo, uploading the photos, editing them, and then putting them on your website for us to buy. And I actually think, like, do you still have to edit the photos a little bit after we purchase them? Like, kind of tell me about that. Yeah, so thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> Horse shows are exhausting for everyone, but the photographers have a lot more work to do than most people realize. Mm -hmm. um, and I can speak to this having been both a competitor, a staff show manager. Trainers have it the worst. I've been that too. <laughs> I feel for y'all and all of the things you do that some clients won't even appreciate you for because they just don't know. Yes. It's, it's rough out there, but it's, it um, is. Real quick before I go into my process, I wanted to preface by saying there are many different types of show photography. So some major ones are official photographers, private client photographers, and what I do, which I consider to be kind of a mix of both. Mm -hmm. So a brief overview, official photographers are typically contracted with the show. And as such, they're the only photographers that can sell photos for a certain show. Since they will be the only ones selling the photos, an official should typically have a full team of photographers and be able to cover all rings, or at least most rings, and all rounds. They can sometimes get candid shots, but are mostly stuck doing photos of every rider's rounds. Private client photographers are sometimes allowed at shows that have officials as well. These photographers may be paying the show or official photographer a fee to do their work at that show. They're essentially personal paparazzis for a select number of clients or a barn full of clients that hire them directly and will not take anyone else's photos. So clients sign up and pay ahead of time and will receive a full gallery of edited photos like you would for a portrait session. And these photos include their rides, but they also include many candids and a lot more artistic shots since the photographer is focusing on them and they have time for that. What I do and... <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend to other professionals as it can be more labor intensive is a mix of both. 
so into the process, and hopefully this can help some aspiring show photographers with a little bit of workflow insight. But once again, the private client or official route may be better for you. It sounds a little bit easier. <laughs> yes. So before the horse show, I take names of people who may be interested in purchasing photos from the show. I typically collect these names anywhere from two weeks to two days out from a show weekend. And I stick to a few local show series. So I have many wonderful repeat client relationships and they reach out and get on my list before I even say I'm going. <laughs> so my list fills up fast. Sounds like it. Yeah. I don't require payment up front. And in turn, I'm not technically required to get their photos because sometimes it's just not going to happen. The day before the show, I'll sort my list and put it on paper to take with me sorted by a rough estimate of when they'll go and what my schedule should look like. We all know horse shows have horribly unpredictable timing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More on that soon. <laughs> <laughs> I use horse shows online a lot to look at schedules and who's showing when. And if I see someone who's purchased photos before and is likely to again but didn't reach out yet, I'll go ahead and just add them to my list as well. So then day of the show, I don't get up as early as the trainers and competitors or their parents doing all of that with the kids at 4 a.m. No, <laughs> but I do get to the shows about 15 to 30 minutes before the first classes to grab some candidates and prepare for the day. Okay. And so during the show, inevitably, my list that I made will get all out of order due to trainer conflicts, ring holds, I can't figure out, and the very unfortunate circumstances of three of my writers all going at the same time after none of them have gone for an hour. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. So this is where the other types of show photography are a little bit easier. <laughs> you still have unfortunate misses with those, but you get to prepare ahead of time with hiring multiple photographers or setting a schedule that shouldn't get too messed up to set yourself up for success. Definitely. Yeah. So the way I do it, though, I have so many people to cover and there's only one of me. So please know that if I don't get your photos at a show, it is nothing personal against you. And I feel awful. <laughs> I hate it. I want to be able to hire four more of me and never miss a single second of uh -huh. everyone's horse show experience, but that's not how I'm doing it right now. <laughs> no, it's a lot even then having like a team, like it's a whole, you know, yeah. you gotta have everyone at the rings at a specific yes. time. That's like a whole nother thing. And I need them to shoot exactly how I do. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm crazy about my work. Like I can't, I'm, I'm bad at outsourcing. <laughs> I need the control. <laughs> Yes, it's the same thing. Like, I get it. It's got to be the same. You don't want yeah. it to look like you're taking a photo and then somebody else who's working for you is doing something completely different. Exactly. And so some shows I go to also, they have six arenas going at once across a whole horse park. And I'm just running around trying to figure out who's going when because I don't even know yeah. when, you know, it gets all out of order. Yeah. Um, the other problem is sometimes a certain division that my writer is showing in may be going at a good time in my schedule. But due to things outside of our control, that one writer doesn't start their classes in that division until the end of it, where maybe I got there at the beginning. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get them. Yeah, perfect. And then all of a sudden I need to move on to another ring. Mm -hmm. It's been an hour of that division. <laughs> I could think of a few. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And since I'm always trying to get as much as I can, I don't sit down most of the day. And I'll end up walking about 15,000 steps wow. on top of standing for 11 hours. And my feet and legs end up very hurt by the end of even just one day. I don't know what I'm doing. But um, like, my legs are swollen. You know how when you like squat down and you're on your like calves and yes. thighs together? It's uh -huh. so swollen that that hurts. Wow. It's not good. But... <laughs> The worst part of that is I feel guilty when I do sit down. 
people are still around and I should be working still, right? You know, like, yeah. how dare I take a lunch break or <laughs> pee more than once in a show day? I know. <laughs> how dare you drink water? Like, who needs no, water? No. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm too rough on myself, I know. And it's something I'm constantly working on. But it's just hard for me because I want to get everything. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. And, you know, some people, like you said, like I've had some people when I used to do it, they'll be like, what well, did you get photos? I'm like... Well, you see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes things come up or like, you know, if you're there for a whole weekend, you can't always get photos like every single day, no, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to do like Saturday and then Sundays somewhere else, especially if you're at, because I think you must have been, or I think so, <laughs> last weekend, were you at Conyers Saturday? Oh man, yeah, last weekend was wild. I uh, <laughs> I went to Will's Park for the ribbon cutting on the new ring, which yes. is excellent, by the way. And then I did H.J. Fox at Conyers on Saturday. And then I came back to Will's Park for Sherilyn Co. on Sunday, just because those are two of my biggest shows that I go to. And they decided to schedule on the same weekend in September. And I was like, you yep. know what, let's do this. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, Conyers, I don't go to Conyers too often or anything, but that is not the same thing as like Will's Park. It's so <laughs> spread out. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. That's the one that has six rings going on. Yes. And some of the rings get put in what I call no man's land. Yes. And it's all the way across the park. And I don't rent a golf cart because I'm, I mean, I should, but I did it one time and it didn't really help that yeah. much. So I just have to hike it out and, and see what happens. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I remember doing like at the front of the park where you pull in where the horse trailers are and then like running down to uh, that <laughs> ring by the Olympic ring, like the and near the covered and everything like uh -huh. that's not a that's not a short walk. That's not like Will's Park covered ring to the bottom ring. That's much longer. No. <laughs> but you know what surprised me because I I don't know why I look at this. I guess I'm torturing myself, but I wear my Apple watch every time I go to a show and uh -huh. I walked. 15,000 steps at both H.J. Fox and Cheryl and Co. So wow. somehow I, I did the same amount of walking in a in a shorter, <laughs> like a smaller venue. Exactly. I don't get it. Huh. But <laughs> you got more people you're running after. <laughs> I, yeah, apparently. <laughs> but so that was a lot of bashing on my process. So <laughs> let me move into the good parts of how I do things. Since I am prioritizing list clients, but also taking photos of anyone and everyone doing something fun, I end up getting new clients that way. So mm -hmm. maybe they didn't know me before, but I've taken a great photo of them and posted it on social media and their friends saw it and tagged them. So then they can buy the photos that they didn't even know existed. And a lot of them end up becoming great repeat clients too. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a really good thing. Kind of a marketing thing, I guess I would call it. Yes. And then the other thing that really makes it a mixed type is I get to take a great mix of candidates and mm -hmm. a lot of the classic show photos during your rounds or in a flat class. Mm -hmm. Not as many private client photographers would, but I'm able to have more clients or not as many as private client photographers would, but I'm able mm -hmm. to have more clients than them. And I'm able to take more candid and artistic shots than the official photographers would. Yes. And I think this format works for me because I do a lot of local show series in my area. Mm -hmm. So these local shows don't have officials and many local show competitors aren't necessarily interested in paying private client prices for every local show weekend. You know, there's a lot of them. Oh, um, yes, there are. <laughs> you know, like maybe if, if they're going to a big show at WEC or Tryon or something, they'll be like, oh, man, it's time to get all those private client photos. And I get that. 
And I do offer private client photography when I go to shows that have an official and allow it or those bigger rated shows or final shows where it's more in demand. But this definitely works for these local shows. Mm -hmm. And so after each show day, <laughs> I go home and upload the raw photos to my computer and external hard drive. I'll typically eat my dinner and shower while those upload. I end up taking almost 3,000 photos each show day. So they take about 30 to 45 minutes to upload. My computer works very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once they're uploaded, I uh, use Adobe Bridge to sort and call the photos. I use a star system to sort them into different categories, typically each of the arenas and candidates. And then the chosen photos will then need to export into proofs as JPEG files. So that's another process that takes a long time that I can't do anything. Okay. Once exported, I then upload the proofs to the website where everyone will eventually see them and be able to purchase them. I don't edit the photos until they're purchased because I typically have about 1,000 to 2,000 proofs per show. So if I took the time to edit all of them, you wouldn't see them for months. <laughs> and I would have to quit. <laughs> yeah, just not even, don't even leave your room. Just stay there. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I do edit some of my favorites. Uh-huh that I pick out to post on social media and use them as album covers. And that process happens while the proofs are uploading to the website. So once the proofs are good to go and I have some options to post, I let everyone know they're ready and they can purchase them. Okay. The thing that a lot of people don't realize is that I will need to edit them after they're purchased. Yes. And some photos require more editing than others. It's explained in my important information section on my horse show proofs page that you have to go to get to the proof album. <laughs> so people should be reading it, but I know everyone will not read it. <laughs> Through it and they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, give me to the album. I want to see my pictures. And I'll get orders completed on a first in, first out basis. And sometimes everyone orders all at once and probably think they got in fast and first, but maybe after someone who ordered a total of 16 images for me to edit. So, <laughs> and it can take anywhere from two minutes to 20 minutes for me to edit a photo. The 20 minutes being extreme, but sometimes I just can't let myself send it without a lot of Photoshopping to remove background distractions, or it needs a lot of difficult color correction because it was a harsh time of day, something like that. Uh -huh. But I've spent too long answering this, but my main takeaway <laughs> for anyone listening is that I truly care about you loving these photos that you purchase. And so I appreciate when you're patient with me and I can deliver great photos to you. And I care about a lot about your client experiences. Yes. So that's why I say to give me at least 48 hours for delivery, but I think I've only taken a true 48 hours, maybe once or twice this whole time. Wow. Usually they go out same day or within one day. Yeah, I was going to say because I think the photos that I had purchased a little bit back, I'm used to doing some other things or going to, you know, some of the bigger places like Tryon when I used to it. I mean, mm -hmm. the turnaround was not like, if you were going to get something edited, it wasn't, you weren't getting it the same day. Like it took a little bit of time. Right. And I think even when I purchased photos from you, I mean, I, I got the photos within like 30 minutes. I was like, this is great. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got it yeah. right here. And that's where that a lot of people don't know. I do have a full-time job as well. So I edit photos, typically post the proofs either Sunday night or Monday morning really early. Mm -hmm. And then people can purchase them. And then I do all of my editing between the hours of 4.30 and like whenever I need to stop and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'll, the orders are going to go out at that time. <laughs> so if anyone's wondering, <laughs> it's 4.30 to I'd say like 11 p.m. But sometimes I'm wild oh, and you'll gosh. see me email you at 1.30. <laughs> wow. I couldn't even imagine. My... I do a lot of just with this whole podcast and everything. And then I also write novels and everything. Like 
I just can only imagine how tired your eyes get. Like I look at a oh, computer yeah. for so long and like, I have to go to bed. I cannot look oh, at the yeah. screen. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the last kind of question that I think a lot of people have or a question that I've had to deal with too is it might be a little bit delicate because there's different sides definitely on social media I've seen like some people that have really strong opinions some people who are like eh. so I'm a huge supporter of purchasing images you know giving credit to the photographers who take them as somebody who's done it before I understand 100% it seems that in the equine world not everyone follows that what are your thoughts on people posting photos that are not purchased, still covered in watermarks, and you have received not a single cent for the hard work that you have actually put into it, which we have all heard. Lots of hard work is being put in. So if you could tell some of those people just like one thing, what would you say? Yeah. Thank you so much for being a show photographer supporter. We appreciate you so much. Unfortunately, you're right. Not everyone follows that. Yes. I and many other photographers I know, we would consider screenshotting a proof and posting it or using it without purchase to be theft. Yes. Some photographers even write that on the proof watermark. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, something along the lines of this photo has been stolen so that if you do screenshot it and post it, it says that. But I've still seen people post those without a care. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I've seen it too. <laughs> they don't care. So I haven't put it on mine because I'm like, that's not going to stop them anyway. But... I know you said if I could tell these people one thing, but I have two points to make. So first, you've heard me just speak about all of the time, hard work, and physical labor that show photographers put into these photos. I think these people must think we just do it for fun or, or we are all we are doing is pointing and shooting and slapping some filter on or something. There are no filters involved. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'd like them to understand not only the time and effort that goes into this, but also the years of experience to be able to understand photography and editing at a higher level and the amount of business expenses we have, yes. we all have. I mean, we are professionals. This is a real business. Yes, I do find it fun, but I'm not there because I had nothing better to do. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I have to pay for insurance, accounting, web hosting, client management websites, very expensive professional camera equipment, repairs, gas, so much more. The second point is that, as I said before, these proofs that I post are unedited. Mm -hmm. They're not reflective of my final work. So if someone's posting a stolen proof with my huge watermark on it, <laughs> clearly showing it's highly burdened photography, but the photo is not what I would have sent them in final form, it doesn't look good on my business. Yeah. The photo may be too dark or it's not cropped enough or a funky color from covered arena lighting. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want that out there. Um, <laughs> and something to put it into perspective would you go to a bakery and take a cake that they haven't finished decorating without paying and post to the world that you've done so? <laughs> the bakery would lose money and maybe not be able to make cakes for everyone else anymore. And they would lose business from people seeing that the cake was unfinished and not a great final product. And you should probably be embarrassed for posting that you've done that. <laughs> mm -hmm, definitely. No, it, it always surprises me because like I feel like, you know, nowadays like the world revolves so much mm -hmm. around social media. And I know like for you and like for me too, like, you know, we take advantage of the social mm -hmm. media side of it. But it is shocking to me how many people I'll see post. And it's to me like what you charge for photos. So like what a normal like when I've gone to some shows where they have like, I guess, uh -huh. an official photographer, the photos aren't expense like <laughs> you are buying something that you're gonna have for the oh, yeah. rest of your life 
And there are so many people you see, like, they'll go on iTunes or whatever, and they'll buy these songs. That same thing they're going to have for the rest of their life. They're probably, you know, however months down the load, they're not going to care about anymore. But these photos, I mean, you have them. So it never makes sense to me that people are not willing to support you guys. Because then, right, like you said earlier, when you have people supporting you and mm-hmm. paying for your photos, that gives you more incentive to take more yes photos i can keep doing this um and if i'm not making money then it's not going to be i I can't continue and that is a great point that you brought up i I do local show photography so my photos are not expensive Mm -hmm. some people may think so and that's fine but i mean you go to the bigger shows and those official photographers some of them even charge you a fee to even look at the proofs yes and then you have to pay anywhere from 45 to like 200 dollars per digital image (laughs) so i'm i don't i think i'm priced very well you are you are definitely (laughs) i don't know why you would have to just take them and the the weird thing is a lot of the time the people who do that are people who've purchased photos before so I don't know if they think, oh, I, you know, I've supported them before. I already paid money. Like, let me just take this one. It'll be fine. But that's not how this works. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. And it's funny, too, because like you're saying, you do a lot of local show photography. The thing that makes me laugh is, and I tell this to people all the time, we pretty much, I feel like on the local show circuit, like it's pretty much the same mm-hmm. trainers every single weekend the same people every single weekend so if it's somebody local doing it do they think you're not going to see them like we all know each other it's a very right and and that's the other thing (laughs) a lot of the time i won't see that someone has stolen a proof Mm -hmm. because they're kind of sneaky about it like they're not friends with me on social media or whatever but i have other photographer friends in the area whom i love working with and they're awesome and they will send it to me and be like, oh my God, they stole your picture. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Or I, in, even just my regular friends, if they're friends with them, they'll be like, oh, here's your picture with your watermark on it. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know. It always shocks me how people just don't realize, like, I see people I've known for years at a horse show all the time. Like, we all know each other. And if you don't, like you said, if you don't actually see it, somebody else is going to oh, yeah. see it. And they're going to send it to me. <laughs> yes. And I do want to sincerely thank everyone who does not do this and that supports my business and other photographers in such a great way. Mm-hmm. We really, really, truly appreciate our clients because we wouldn't be able to do this without you. No, exactly. And like, there's just so many, like you're saying, so many hidden expenses that I think people mm-hmm. don't also realize. A lot of people I feel like with photography is sometimes they come into it thinking it's just like a hobby. Right. Like it's the hobby. Like everyone, I can go out to the show and take a picture, but there's definitely a difference between somebody, you know, taking a photo on their iPhone or whatever, and you who has this whole setup, this whole system. Mm -hmm. It's just two different things. Right. Right. For sure. So I have some quick questions for you. They don't have to be quick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just like my simpler ones. We we know I like to ramble on. So (laughs) I'm the same way. So don't even worry about it. So what are some of your favorite things to do outside of photography? I know it sounds like you have a busy, slam-packed day. Yes. So I hate this question because I <laughs> it, it's so hard for me to answer. I do try to get out to ride my horse at least once a week, although it's been more like once a month during this busy season. It's awful. Um, I'm actually going to ride him today. I'm so excited. Oh, okay. 
but he's in a lesson program with Ellen Ward in Monroe, Georgia. Okay. So it's about an hour from me. So it is kind of hard to get out when I do have a free day. Yes. (laughs) But I'll spend all day there. So that's really nice. And then other than that, I really don't have that much time. (laughs) So, you know, just normal things like hanging out with friends or I do have two cats and a husband that I neglect at all times. Because I'm so busy, but we will hang out once winter hits. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny because even these past couple of days with fall and everything, I can already tell the winter's coming just from like the day shortening. I get so tired so much earlier and it's dark. I'm like, come on. I want yep. summertime back. I'm all about <laughs> long days and like warmth, like cold. Oh, it's not my thing. <laughs> oh, see, I'm a cold person. Oh, I like it. I hate I hate sweating. You'll see me. If you see me at a horse show, I, I'm sweating. It doesn't matter if it's 50 degrees out. I'm sweating. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm like one of those people that – like it's been what 70s during the day or something i'll still be wearing a sweatshirt when it's 70 degrees like i'm like i am shivering (laughs) you'll never catch me like that (laughs) so what is your current setup like with your equipment i mean you know there's so many different types of cameras out there i think when i used to do it i had a nikon or something so what's your kind of setup like Mm -hmm. yeah and so most people are not going to know what any of these numbers mean but (laughs) (laughs) people do know nikon and canon and sony and all of that nikon and canon are your big ones. And I find that they're pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just whatever someone starts out with is pretty much what they stay with. There are some some anomalies to that. But um, my dad started with Nikon. So I started with Nikon. And I've been with Nikon ever since. I love it. So for shows, I use my Nikon D850 body with a 70 to 200 2.8 lens. For portraits, I'll switch out between that lens and my Sigma Art 85 1.4. Once again, you're not supposed to know what that means. It's fine. This is for the photographers. <laughs> and it's my favorite lens, but I really need that zoom action for horse shows. I do have other equipment, but that's what I mostly use. And I do want to mention, if y'all have ever seen me running around at shows, you know I have a big silver monopod that saves my back. It's pretty old and heavy itself. Like most people use a new like black one that's really sleek and light. But it was a hand-me-down gift from a dear friend of mine who passed away last year. So it's really wonderful to think of her every show weekend while I'm using it. Oh wow! So I don't think I'm going to stop anytime soon, (laughs) even though... Lighter would be nice, but you know what? <laughs> no, it's very sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but at least you still have a piece of her, like you said, to bring around with you and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the silver, the big silver monopod is kind of like my brand at this point. People see me and they're like, oh yeah, that's Hallie. Yeah, they stand <laughs> out in the crowd. They're like, I'm always hiding behind my hat anyway. So you can, you can spot me with my monopod. <laughs> So do you see yourself continuing to do photography for the years to come? I mean, it sounds like you've got a job <laughs> yeah. outside of this. Like, So do you see maybe going full-time? Kind of what's your plan? Yeah, so I definitely plan to do it for the years to come. It keeps me involved in the horse community. And I love to see how happy it makes people to have those memories. I don't know about full-time. Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm just going to see where life takes me. But I do know many successful equine photographers who have another job. So I, I know it's totally doable to keep doing that. But it just... Oh, yeah. I have never been a person to make... Which is awful because if if you have a business or anything, you know you should be making plans. But I have never been a person to make a five-year or 10-year plan. <laughs> I just don't believe life works that way. It's great to have goals, but there's no way I know what I'm going to be doing in five years. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, it's the same thing. Like I can give 
since I do novels and I write novels and everything, like everyone, there's some people out there that literally will write down every single point that happens, every single chapter, and it has to happen this way. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so I know it starts this way, it ends this way, whatever happens in between, eh, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I kind of take that same thing with like my own business. I'm like, in five years, I I just, I don't know. I have, you have no clue what life is going to throw you. You have no clue. And I think um, COVID really showed us that that's true. Like anything could happen. Things get thrown off. I don't, you never know. Definitely. (laughs) No, that's true. COVID did just like change everything. So if you could go anywhere in the world to take photos, where would you go and why? Would you do equine or would you just go out and just kind of do photos? I mean, I've seen there's been some shows like in Paris and everything and I bet that would kind of be on a bucket list to take a photo with the Eiffel Tower yeah so okay this is <laughs> this is also a tough question for me because I'm definitely a homebody mm-hmm. <laughs> which is probably why I've made these local show series my specialty it's also tough because I've seen some beautiful photos come from so many places all over the world like yeah the Paris it's like the global champions tour stuff like that that stuff is so cool obviously yeah if I ever was able to do that I totally would (laughs) or like the one that they do on Miami Beach in that same global champions tour that's always a cool one but I'm gonna give a very generic answer (laughs) and I'm gonna say anywhere where it's flat and you get a long beautiful golden hour (laughs) because the tall tree coverage in North Georgia always cuts my sunset time short and I have to start earlier and I just am so jealous of those people who have beautiful flat land Mm -hmm. to shoot their horse and riders in also I have to stop saying shoot um, (laughs) to photograph their horse and riders in it's just I'm so jealous of that because I have the trees and the dark greens and I have to do what I can So you must be actually kind of reaching maybe a busy point because with fall, it's like in Georgia, I swear, we'll have kind of the leaves changing and then they're all gone. And then you just get these, as bad as it sounds, these ugly trees with no leaves and everything just looks gray. Like there's no color, just gray. (laughs) Yeah. And luckily that doesn't really happen here until December. So, and, and I don't, I don't do many photo shoots in December. I kind of, I run from March to November. And so I kind of avoid that. But if people want it with the dead grass and the dead trees, like we'll do what we can, but. <laughs> we'll Photoshop some color into yeah. it, you know, like make the grass look like maybe a shade greener. <laughs> and along those lines, I am almost fully booked for this fall already for portrait sessions. Um, I think I have one date left, but yeah, so I'm, I've already started scheduling for spring. <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe that last date will be at my place. Who knows? You know, I I need some more photos. So this is Saturday the 24th. So where can we see you next? And what is the easiest way to get in touch with you for a future schedule or to schedule a session? Yeah, so I'll be at the Sherilyn Co. show at Chattahoochee Hills at the beginning of October next. I guess it's next weekend. And like I said, I'm almost fully booked for fall already. So I do have that one date left. But if you wanted to uh, schedule for spring, that'd be awesome. And you can use the contact form on my website or you can email me at hallieburdenphotography at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and you can reach out that way as well. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come on the podcast. I know it was one of your free weekends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed having this little conversation with me. I think we really talked about certain things that I don't think most people think about when it comes to photography. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad I was able to talk about those things. And hopefully someone can take something away from this and maybe not steal proofs from a photographer anymore. Or (laughs) if you see me at the show and I'm struggling, say, hey, drink your water. (laughs) But I wish you all the best in this venture. I'm so excited to listen to all the episodes and I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I have to send out a huge thank you to Hallie again for taking time out of her very busy schedule to come on the podcast today. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, make certain to follow and leave a review on the Apple Podcast Store. That way more people will be able to see the podcast and we'll be able to get even more guests on. That's a really big thing. I would love to get more people on, but you know, sometimes they want to know people are going to listen. So make certain you follow and do all that fun stuff. And the question that everyone has, Where will the traveling pony be next?